Coming to you from the Underground Studio, this is the Sipping Social Podcast. My name is Mike Carl. I'm here with my boy and certified bourbon steward, Garrett Turnquist. Yo. We also have our stellar producer on the mic, Johnny. Say what up. What's up? We're here to dive into all aspects of the restaurant industry. We truly love what we do, and more so, we love talking about it. We're going to pour, sample, review anything you need to know about. Pour yourself a cocktail and join us on this journey. Let's Let's go. go. Thanks for joining us, guys. We're happy to be here. We got the three of us in at the Underground Studio, which uh, hasn't happened in a while. We just had a nice start to the podcast. The cat was trying to play with the kangaroo balls on the bar. It just totally threw me off. He's still, going, he's still just, going after it right now. He's still going for it. This, yeah. is, this is a live. This is a live uh, live feed right now. He's right. he's pawing. He's crawling. My brother for now Christmas. he's rubbing his neck on the floor. My brother for Christmas one year got me this uh, bottle opener where you know the we, metal we parts talked about it on the podcast. Divvy, and yeah, the back end is like a like, <clears throat> like kangaroo balls. Yeah, it's awesome. Jeff I love Hoover it. So, the, deal with it. <laughs> so the cat's going for it. So if we can just hit the reset button, I want to say welcome <laughs> to the Sippy Social Podcast, guys. We're super happy that you guys are here. We're super happy to be here right now. We'll cut that all about it out. We're yeah, we're getting rid of it. It's been a couple of weeks since we've been together. So um, that's my I've, fault. I've missed you boys. It's all good. I just want to say thank you very much to the listeners who are like, ugh, another three weeks with no new content. There's nothing else to listen to except NPR. Uh, and I appreciate you guys being cool with like postponing this a couple <coughs> weeks. It's totally my fault. And, it's all good. Uh, I appreciate you guys uh, waiting around instead of like the uh, instead of the one uh, one podcast you guys did with Red Hill. Yeah, all right. well, we don't need to talk about, talk about that about right that now. One. But we got lots to talk about: uh, <laughs> restaurant news, beer stuff, whiskey review. Oh, I got a so good much beer content. to talk about. Garrett brought a good whiskey to talk about. But before that, what are we sipping on, boys? Let's have a nice little cheers. Garrett, what you got? This is a one hundred percent first for me, not for the podcast. I feel like I've totally changed as a person. I am drinking half acre, half acre Daisy Cutter. Love it. Kind of, kind of jacked. half achy. Half achy. <laughs> that's how foreign it is. That's man. what your body it. feels like these days. <laughs> half half achy. achy. <laughs> That'll be Garrett's brewer brewing company. Half achy brewing company. Yeah. <laughs> we can barely move brewing company. Oh, let's cut that out. <laughs> Johnny, what are you drinking? I'm sipping on a Captain and Coke. That a boy. I got a nice little Ruwakamania uh, IPA from Hot Butcher. Uh, little cheers, guys. Let's have a mm. nice little podcast. Where'd you get that? Cheers. Well, we're cheers, a little cheers. shout out to Jude real quick. Mm. Shout out to Jude from Hot Butcher. Uh, we had him on the last time we recorded. That was for me one of the more fun op- episodes. We drank lots of good beer, lots of good whiskey. That and was fun. It. Much love, Jude. Appreciate you for coming on. You know how uh, an episode is really good by how many minutes you have to cut out. That is true. When you're having a good time, like it just time, goes right. The yeah. time flies. So we ended up with like two and a half hours of recording time. And so brought it down like a minute time, ten or yeah, an hour like a, ten. Yeah, like a buck buck ten, which is great. You know, and it sounded good. Natural. Nice nice job, Johnny. Appreciate you. Thanks, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. Lots of restaurant news. Uh, the big news right now is masks and COVID cards in Chicago are done starting February 28th, which today is Wednesday the 23rd, so that's coming up. Uh, then the governor had a press conference a couple weeks ago announcing the mask mandate is going away the same day, so that's good stuff. Uh, restaurant-wise and as far as life and civilization goes. And yeah. that's payday, so flood the bars. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. That's the new, it's the new Black Monday. <laughs> we should, we should create a new holiday. Black Monday. For February 28th or, the, or the, the last Monday in February, whatever you want to decide. It could be like an Easter, like the third Sunday or whatever. But like 
February 28th or the the last Monday in February where we all go out and spend your entire paycheck. I yeah, love it. It's mandate day, the day that the mandates mandate were, were taken away. Oh. So. <laughs> A holiday. February 28th. You heard it here first on the Sipping Social Podcast. Yeef. <laughs> all right. We got a nice little local news thing we want to talk about. Uh, 302, uh, which is a burger joint in downtown Wheaton that is not in the Burger Social. They're a smash burger place. They're a smash burger place. They, yeah. got, they got some beer and bourbon and I think wines in a can or something like that. But, yeah, they're big on like families. Uh, yeah, it's good for families. They got a, they got a nice little patio. It's dog friendly. But uh, they're opening up a new spot on the south side of Wheaton, which Johnny thought that I meant the south side of the tracks in downtown Wheaton, which means he doesn't want to talk about it anymore. I don't. I'm highly disappointed that's going to be in Donato. <laughs> so can it's going to be in Can you imagine them Donato. opening like four blocks away another spot, the exact same thing? <laughs> well, I didn't know it was going to be the ex- exact same thing. I, just, I, mean, I read the doc. Up and moving I'm, somewhere else. I don't anywhere in the, the, in this document. I don't see anywhere saying that they're going to open up the same place. They could open up another type of place. That, That's true. You know. That's true. So I'm going to just I'm just saying in, in Donata. Right. In Donata, 302 is opening up a 302 South. That's going to be the same style concept. It's fast casual, kind of like Chipotle. You go and you order. You sit down, have a beer. They call your number, your name, and you go up and get the food. So, and they do get their meat from Wheaton Meat Market, which we've had a good relationship with those guys, and we yeah, that's good meat. We got no no issue with those guys, but. The nice part about them opening in Donata is that that place is just rich in um, uh, stores that are open and no closed fronts and a lot of activity. <laughs> so, hey, shut up. so hang on. I live <laughs> I live just north of Donata. Now, for people who don't live in Wheaton, South Donata has just become an absolute disaster. Ghost south town. Donata, Donata has become an absolute disaster. So There is like spots that they don't even plow. Yeah, well, hopefully. So... Hopefully they just just pump some blood into the the lifeline over there and then bring some something into that downtown area. I hope so. I mean, the, right, or into that Donata area. So the, the, they have to be like banking on like all those apartment buildings like going there for something because the people who live in South Wheaton do not hang out in Donata. They go to Naperville. They go further south. Yeah, or to Free- Freedom Drive. Yeah, and honestly, a lot of people go into Glen Ellen because it's literally eight minutes away. It's almost as close as downtown Wheaton is to them. But eight. Something close by my house. It's going to be dog friendly. They could take the dog and have a beer. I'll let you guys know how it is. I, I totally forgot that that sort of you know side of things that you live right by there and you have a dog. So good for good for uh, a potential spot for, for me to spot, just yeah. take the take the dog and have yeah, a beer. Yeah. All right. So having Jude on the last time, he was talking about how they're taking over the Lincoln Avenue spot of half yeah, achy. We have more. Do we, have, do we have more restaurant news going on? Yeah, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Okay, is, all right, all right. That's I'm getting saying. ahead of myself. So, I'm sorry. Did you just quick? Yeah, I just so saw it. In the, I'm yeah, just yeah. saying we're going to keep you guys updated. It's when Hot Butcher, Hot Butcher is going to open up in Chicago. Anybody who listens to this who lives in Chicago, that's all you need to know about. You don't need to listen to anything else we talk about. Just listen for when Hot Butcher opens up, and we got a lifeline to know when that's going to happen. In downtown Wheaton, Ivy is sale for, it's for sale for $1.4 million. So if you got a lot of money and want to buy an old funeral home that's now a restaurant that's, that has country club food, <laughs> 1.4 was You can cost. buy it and change the menu. It's okay. Okay. Not if you did. Yeah, you I've always wondered like how that works. Like, What are you buying? You're like, buying the name and the employees. But what if you the, want to open up your own spot in that Yeah, spot? you can do whatever you want. Yeah, but you, you have to pay the $1.4 million for yeah. yeah, if it's an active restaurant, they're selling the restaurant, the name, the rights to everything that's in there. The building, the rights to the recipes, the rights to the every everything goes on. Can you pay like half of that just for like the rights to the like the space? No, you get away from them to go out of business. Yeah, they got to fold before that can happen. That conversation comes into play. Please, 
if somebody just hang on, just hang on, <laughs> let them fold, and open up something different. <laughs> Johnny's gonna open a bar to his. The whole left side be uh, like video video poker, and the other side is like darts, golden tea, buck hunter, silver strike, silver strike, uh, like um, what's it? Shuffleboard. Oh, shuffleboard! It's the back wall. Okay. And then what's the one where you like you roll the roll the ball up and it goes into like one of the little holes and you get points and tickets come out? Um, the ski ball. Ski ball. ball. Yeah, yeah, ski ball. Yeah. That, that that's Johnny's dream right there. Oh awesome. come on, no! That'd I'd, be awesome if you could open up that. I'm what would be the name that. of that place? I lied to you about the last part. You can have a, a golf simulator in somewhere. Ooh, there you go. There we go. It's that got the, the second floor. It's yeah. got the height. With the private bar. The private second bar, floor. You got the golf simulator in there with the private bar. I love yeah. it. So keep an eye out. Anybody who wants to. Anyone who wants to give us money to buy this and we'll put some golf simulators in there. Let's get some investors and do it. It'd be a real shame if anyone hit us up to give us 1.4. There you go. Uh, I didn't put this one in the Google Doc. Uh, owners of Pierce Tavern and Fuller House opening a sports yep. bar in Glen Ellen in new Main Street development. Yeah, so just just south of Maze and Mash and Shannon's Irish Pub is a huge new development where there used to be a parking lot. is a huge contention among the city about like whether they should be putting up this giant building or not. Anyway, the main floor is is retail. The second floor is like a partial garage and like the next four or five floors are all condos. Nice. And so the main floor has a bunch of different spots. That, that There's going to be stores or restaurants. And one of the restaurants is opening up is uh, Pierce Tavern, uh, also affiliated with Barchito. Uh, those guys are um, going to put a spot in, in Glen Ellen. And it's so be we more like of a those sport. guys because of Barchito, right? I do very much. Yeah. Very um, cool. And I don't see it as like a... Like a like a direct competition at all. It's just just new, new restaurant. So I've been to Pierce Tavern a couple times. Cool, yeah. cool spot. Good Agreed. food. And the last time I was there, I'm not kidding you. Jim Tomei was there, sitting four tables down. My boy. I'm not even kidding you. I literally looked at Katie. I said Jim Tomei is sitting sitting four tables down from us. She's like, I yeah, have in no the idea. fourth spot. I have no idea who you're talking about. Literally yeah, big, big time fourth spot. And I so I brought up a picture of him, and she looks. She goes, Yeah, that's him. I'm like, Yeah. You nothing. You didn't talk to him at all, dude. I'm not gonna bother. He's out getting lunch with a buddy. I'm not gonna go. The, I I do do wish I would have gone up to him and just said, "Hey Jim, like the way you played. My name's Mike Carl. Come by the Burger Social sometime. I'll make sure you get a reservation." Listen to the podcast. He's literally like like voted like number one nicest guy at MLB all time. So like you could not have gotten a bad experience. Go talking to him. I just didn't want to bother. I get it. I I did the Jimmy Butler one time. I never went and talked to him. Plus, I always like end up putting my foot in my mouth. So oh, yeah. like it's just better if I just say like see him and be like I saw that guy instead of like ruining his day. Yeah. Yeah. By asking him some dumb baseball question, like who yeah. is the hardest pitcher you ever faced, and be like, I don't want to talk to you about this right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> be like, I'm not on, the, I'm not on your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> You're not interviewing me. Yeah, that's all great. So uh, I mean, just hopefully that we get somebody from the north side and the uh, Glen Ellen location. So we don't care about the south side. But Jim Tomey is like a, a baseball kind of legend. Is he a Hall of Famer? He is. Yeah. Well, no, no, he's, he's in the Hall of Good. He's if he's not in the Hall of Fame, no. he should be. He's, he's, a, he's a good player. He's like eight or nine on the top list of home run hitters isn't he like i don't know if he's top 10 mm. but we're gonna have to look into all this because he's this not, isn't a sports podcast up, we like the sports the we're gonna get back to to restaurant stuff so i have his rookie card uh signed <laughs> we're not autograph. getting back to, to restaurant stuff we're talking about sports stuff still very sad <laughs> so um do we have a any news about the name of this place besides this it's gonna be a sports uh, bar no i think they they're still working out like the final de- final okay. final details with Glen allen about like permits and stuff like that but um it's going to take uh, a little while. I mean, 
it's going to take a master catastrophe for this not to happen. I got you. Because Glenn Allen wants but them. But it's going to be some time. they want to be there. Because that development's still got a lot of work. They're almost, I mean, for, yeah, they have a lot of work before they can get, like, product in there. Or they can, not make product, but, like, like the stoves and the hoods and all that kind of stuff in there. But two of the spots, two of the six or seven spots are already built out for restaurants. So they're they're doing the best they can to get restaurants to come in, and these guys want awesome. to come in. And I, the last time I talked to the guy from Barchito, he, I was like, you should definitely open something in Glen Allen. Cool. So I don't, I don't, I don't see Glen what's Allen. not going to happen. That's, that's going to be good business for everybody around, bringing new people into the area. I also I, love that Glen Allen is full of restaurants that were successful in other towns. That's how Wheaton is. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not just. I'm not saying it's like a bad thing. I think yeah. it's fantastic. Like you're taking a proven commodity and bringing it into a place that's willing to spend money. There you go. Cool. Jim, uh, Jim Tomey. Jim Tomey. Yeah. Number come, eight. Come on the podcast. Number eight, eight all time. All time above one above Sammy Sosa. Then he should definitely be in the Hall of Fame if he's not. Uh, Let's Gary. What whiskey are we drinking today? And Sammy cheated. Um, we got uh, this is an old favorite of mine. Old meaning like the past couple of years. Old Elk. <laughs> Weeded bourbon. They make a hundred percent wheat, and this is just their weeded bourbon, just like Weller is a weeded bourbon. So the second ingredient is wheat, and it's a single barrel pick from our from our good friend at Malloy's. Love it! Uh, can't wait to try it. Thanks for bringing that on. For the beer this week, we're reviewing Transient Artisan Ales, uh, a great spot in Bridgman, Michigan. Uh, of course, I brought a hazy IPA. Weird. Some, something new. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna drink those in a little bit, and I'm super excited about it. Customer of the week, we got. Oh, the seat saver. Seat saver. So we've talked about this in the past about people who are cognizant of like where they're sitting in the bar. We're taking it to the next level of the seat saver. We got a couple different stories about that. It's going to be badass. I'm going to need a whiskey review before that. We're definitely doing that. Uh, Yeef, yearly industry ebb and flow. Yeef. So this is supposed to be the slow time, January and February. (laughs) Dude. I literally get my teeth kicked in. I told every you it was over. Freaking shift. I don't care. A month but, ago. but January and February is supposed to be chill. They're supposed to be chill. I'm supposed <laughs> to be able to get stuff done, have cleaning projects, organize the office, yeah. clean the liquor room. Oh, organize the, organizing the liquor office room. idea. Great January deal. Great. I literally have had two shifts that I might have gotten two cleaning projects done. I got some mats out of your, your uh, office today. That's got to be good, right? The office didn't look too bad, but it still could use no, some organization. I got some stuff right? out you saw it. You were first some stuff out of there. Thank you for helping out. I'm bringing some more stuff for you, bar, Johnny, just to help out. Nice, nice. I got a barrel. Yeah, an empty barrel. It's just, it's like I think it's the journeyman barrel that we bought. That's just like sitting in the the 15. Yeah, yeah, that's so a nice barrel. It would just be like nice to like sit in the corner or something, and or it's not a full size. Make it it's, a flower pot outside. Yeah, yeah. Plant a fern. <laughs> I did it. Perfect. Um, that's so, got to be like. Attributed to the people that are coming in and, and flooding the the bars January think, and February. I think, think a couple of things. We've had a mild winter. We've really only had like a four or five day spell that was like sub zero. Only like cold. two snowstorms that were substantial. So um, I think that that helps. Also, I think people are just over being inside. Yeah. And now, once the the announcement of the the mask mandate and all these things change, and I think people are just like wanting to get out of the house. Let's go. Yeah. Last Saturday, we all right. So when we have the tent at Social, we're adding like a whole nother dining room, which is like sixty seats. Our numbers are super elevated all the time, which is great. This past Saturday, we did tent numbers without the tent. Amazing mash and Burger Local and Paramount did the exact same. thing. That's what I'm saying. So it's just insane. Like from the we time raise, we opened, no, no one raised any prices closed. either. No. So it just kind of cool, but also let's let's have some chill shifts. <laughs> Maybe like. <laughs> Uh, a month. Now that you can finally go out, stay home. <laughs> stay home. 
<laughs> I think the biggest problem is like, and the bartender says, "Don't come in here." Yeah. It'd be really nice He's if you could for- money. if you could forecast so that day, right? Like, hey, this day of this week of this month is going to be nothing, right? Yeah, you can't forecast. Oh, though. you can't. You, you have so no idea. The best laid plans are washed. <laughs> but Johnny, that's funny. <laughs> that's just, Stay home. Out. Stay home. Come out and support local restaurants. Stay home. I need to clean my office. So, and I once again, though, I will say this: that I think also it has to do with the the restaurant group we work for. Busy people want to go there. It's where else you want to go? They, they well, that's we're trying not to you listen know. to the podcast. Where else are you going to go? Exactly. So there's like ten I mean, of us who are like, all right, we're listening. Let's go there. Let's go there. So that's that ten. That the other of nine of people. you are out of state and you can't come. And Italy, we got yeah. a couple of listeners out in of Italy. state. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, now that we talked about that, was like a lot of restaurant stuff. Did we just fly through that, or did I talk too quick? Or was no, we, don't, we don't have a guest. It's perfect. We okay. got. We, we also have like a month of content to get through. Okay, perfect. Um, I'm, inter- I'm very interested in talking about the the mask mandate thing that's coming off on Monday the 28th. Yeah, you're going down there this weekend, right? Yes. Um, so I'm taking Kate um, to uh, Monster Jam on Sunday. I'm so jealous. And then I'm taking her to Longman Eagle. A Michelin-rated place in Logan Square on Sunday night. So I'm, we're going to probably hit up a bar or two before that. It'll be super interesting to see how bars are. Are they going to wait or are they still ball busting and making sure that they're, you know, following the, the law to the, um, you know, down to the point that they need to or they're just going to be like whatever, you know. So it'd be cool. It's I'm, kinda, bringing, I'm bringing my vaccination card. It's kind of no like going down so. the street and saying like the speed limit is 35, but tomorrow it's 45. <laughs> Like, so how fast should I go? Does it or, matter? Yeah, or today it's 45 and tomorrow it's 35. Yeah, like, yeah. so how fast should we be going? Yeah, nobody knows. Yeah, do, are you really going to be that angry? Anyway, no. I, I'm really interested to hear what happens. Yeah, it'll be cool. I'm uh, also one way interested to be Monster, awesome. Monster Jam is amazing. Dude, I've never been. Kate loves that stuff. I'm oh, pumped hope, to go. I hope the dinosaur comes out of the truck and, like, unfolds itself and, like, eats an entire car. <laughs> oh, you know what? That was, uh, so that was my Valentine's Day gift to her. Not to go back, but Yeef, Wait, Valentine's you Day. your wife a Valentine's Day gift to go see Monster Jam? Yeah. She didn't get it for you? No. That changes everything. She that, she loves that stuff. Oh, I had no idea. That's so, usually a guy thing. I know. That, well, thanks. Um, usually. Usually. But she loves that stuff. She told me that. Oh, fantastic. So I got her. So but so Valentine's Day happened. Thanks for the and the So we were supposed to record here. kind of alluded to this earlier. Now, this is a Valentine's Day thing. I'm not bringing you and your family. This isn't. Oh. <laughs> oh, happy so, Valentine's Day, buddy! Exactly. Um, <clears throat> so, let's talk about the difference between maze and two taps and social and two taps when it comes to Valentine's Day and Yeef. <laughs> <laughs> so, but this is like the perfect like yeah. example, you know? Like True. Maze's menu is a little bit more elevated and a little bit more costly. Agreed. Okay, not in a bad way. Well, in, definitely not just sandwich, burgers. But also like yeah. in a romantic way. Agreed. It's a good date place to go. So yeah. Maze for the company just absolutely murdered it on Valentine's Day, which is awesome. And social, which was busy as could be, but all two taps, and we rely on families and four taps and you know people coming to the bar, which is not necessarily a bar night for Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um, for both our bars, we did about half the sales of Maze, and we're like three times the size of it. <laughs> Mike goes, dude, we were slammed on, on, on it's Valentine's Day. And I go, yeah, huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, well, Maze did this. He goes, oh. Was that all to goes? I go, no. <laughs> it was not all to goes. 
So it, it yeah, totally Eve, right? Yeah. So, so that's just the, that's the Monday Valentine's Day. I had two crying hosts, uh, like a kitchen staff who wanted to walk out. Yeah. Uh, three servers. He was like, um, I don't have any more silverware. <laughs> Just all the, all the things, right? Yeah, all, all the things. But but good on Maze for being busy, and that's awesome. Yeah. Are right, you guys thirsty? Let's do it. Let's drink some beers. Some beer. Um, so talked about this transient artisan ales. This beer is called Hazy Like a Fox. Garrett, remember when we went to Transient? Mm-hmm. Johnny, remember when we went to Transient? No. Yes, you do. I'm just kidding. John, I do. How I dope was how dope was that spot? It's a great spot. Great spot. Where's it located? New Buffalo, Michigan. Close enough. Close. It's it in it's, Michigan. It's, it's on the dock, but it's all right. Like in that area. So, <laughs> so it's 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 uh, Bridgman, I was Michigan. I the same thing too. So is it Sawyer? <laughs> no, it's it's Bridgman, Michigan. Oh, that's so. Okay. It, all right, so no about one, a, no one knows that. So about an hour and a half away from here. Oh, there's the very in first Michigan. word. Oh, the very first word is Bridgman, Michigan. About an hour and a half away from here. Two hours, three two and a half if you're catching heavy traffic. There's these four towns: Bridgman. New Buffalo, Sawyer, and Three Oaks are all like 20 minutes away from each other. Transient is in Bridgman. We stayed in New Buffalo. We stayed in New Buffalo yep. in downtown. Yep. Journeyman. Three Oaks. Three Oaks. And in Sawyer is a whole shit ton of breweries as well. So between these four towns, there's literally like 20 breweries, four wineries, and a distillery. Okay. All within 20 minutes of each other. Just to get my head straight, Transient. So we went to two breweries back to back across the street from each other. Transient was the second one. Transient was the second one. Tapestry okay. was Tapestry the, first was the first one. one. Okay. Transient was the one where I bought that little bottle of rye whiskey without even trying it. And we've talked about that probably at least three times on here. Is it, you, and it's gone, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Wasn't Transient the one that was like super busy and we couldn't even get in there? No, no, no. No, no. that was Greenbush. Oh, that was Greenbush. Yeah. We so, had a two hour wait. Tapestry, we got, we walked in there, we had. Uh, beers and Garrett bought a bottle of whiskey. Then we walked right across the street to Transient, and we sat in like the no, corner. No, I bought the whiskey area. at Transient. No, the Tapestry. Second. No, the first place. Transient doesn't sell whiskey. You bought it at Tapestry. I promise you. We talked about this. No, because the first place we walked into uh, had like another room to the right. We had all the barrels lined up, and we all kind of sat around. And that's where Nick and Jack met us up. And that was we the w- second place. That was Transient. So I already the had, the, the, I already had place, the bottle. I yeah, put it already in the car. Yeah. Listen, it was a bachelor party, and I take uh, all full responsibility for and being wrong. And that's okay. It's all good. So let's <laughs> let's try this beer and talk about it. It's hazy like a fox. Uh, it is a double like dry hopped IPA, 6.5%. Give it a good nose. Is, I, it, is it surprising for a double dry hop to be only 6.5? No. Not at all. I usually feel like they're stronger. Well, so literally all of Hop Butcher's beers are double dry hopped, and you got... IPAs for days and double IPAs for days. Okay. You know what I mean? So when you say double dry hopped, you shouldn't think. Double IPA. Right. So I actually emailed Transient after I had one of these beers at like 1 a.m., which I'm sure they love to get that email. Um, They're not looking at a timestamp. <laughs> that's true. Uh, but they did respond, and they gave me some really good information. There's two dry hop additions to the making of this beer. Yeah. Five to six days after they make it. Oh, wow. That's yeah, late. And then after it's fermented. Cool. So those are the two dry hop additions to, and the the hops are Mosaic. I love it. Galaxy. Love it. Ariana, which I'm not too familiar with. I probably should have looked that up before, but I'm going to look it up as soon as we're done. But this is tasty, isn't it? Yeah, this is great. The smell is really clean. Johnny, what, what kind of taste are you getting? What kind of flavors are you getting in this? It brings me right back to Bridgman, Michigan. <laughs> You're sitting, you're sitting in the corner, and Garrett doesn't know which bar, he, which which brewery he bought his whiskey bottle at. 
I remember it was more industrial, and the bar was on yeah. the left hand side. Yeah. And no, so this this place had the the counter on the right, and we stood in line to get our beers. We grabbed them, no, and then we went. I and did sit. not buy the whiskey there. I bought the whiskey the, at the first place. That's what where I'm the saying. bar was on the left. Right. That's so this is the first place. This is the second place. Okay. Tapestry was so the first place, right, yeah. and that's where you bought the whiskey. In my head, I had those two spots flipped you in do. first and second. Yeah, and that's okay. So this beer, I got this for twelve ninety nine for a four pack, for six four sixteen ounce cans. Freaking worth every penny. Um, what kind of notes are you getting on this, G? I would love to go back there and buy another bottle of that rye. It was really good. Good. We can um, do that. I get I get a decent amount of tropical and yeah. a little bit of bitter on the back end. I don't know if that's residual uh, residual from the daisy cutter, but um, this is very clean. Super clean, dude. Uh, and you said six and a half, <clears throat> 16 ounce can? Six and a half. I, got, I could do two of these in a row. I'm getting mango. It's it's like light bodied with full flavored, but mm-hmm. it's all mango and tropical notes. Um, I think the aroma is a little a little bit deceiving because it's dank. But when you drink it, it doesn't have that resin finish like yeah. a lot of piney beers would have. Yeah. So that, and talking about what you were talking about, it just finishes clean. I and get more really uh, good. peach than mango. Okay. That's cool. But still clean. Johnny? Yeah, I'm liking it. I agree with like the bitterness in the back end is not there. It's a little bit there, but it's like deliciously finishes balanced, nice. Balanced. Yeah. So I had this beer when I sent this email to, to Transient, and I put on here, I like this, clean, easy finish that lingers slightly like a fading disco party on the top of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's not terrible. Yeah. I mean, that's very specific. <laughs> Must have been listening to disco music yeah. or something. Uh, Johnny, talk to, talk about the uh, the can, uh, the artwork on here. Do you like this? Do you, do you notice anything about that? I didn't see that. Take a look at that. Yeah, it's, what is that? It's yeah. very cool. I don't want to talk about what Garrett tried to do earlier when he thought that You the, might uh, need those glasses that I found on the floor. the Transformers logo repeated on it? No. No, it's just a, it's a fox head. I think it's the fox, the, the fox fire. That starts off... Web browser clear and then just goes to hazy. Yeah, all it's throughout. Like, it's like blurry and then comes yeah more like into the center. It's yeah. it's clear. So I just think that that's a cool play on hazy uh, like a fox. Yeah, yeah. So is that a sticker? It is. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, good it's, for them. Yeah, doing it up. I I think all their beers are like that. I would prefer. I don't think they've ever changed. I would prefer that beers spent less money on the like packaging, work on packaging, and just made more the, beer the beer good. Yeah, perfect. That's good. Well, these guys, everybody loves their beers, and we've only been able to get a couple kegs of this at Social. It's not even readily available. So, Transient Artisan Ales out of Bridgman, Michigan. Uh, thanks to Chris from Transient for getting back to us on the deets on that beer. It's fantastic. Gary, what are you, uh, what are you giving this out of a 10? Um, I'm going to give it a 7. I'm buying a 4-pack, and I'm drinking it one every time I'm sitting down for a beer and anytime anyone wants to come over they're more than welcome to have it love it so I'm not drinking two in a row yeah. I'm going drink one at a time enjoy it move on to something else after that cool but I'm starting with it that's the first one yeah that's cool that's pretty high praise I think it's good did you give it really out of good. a ten? Seven. Seven. Johnny what you got yeah I'll give it a seven seven five I would get this if it was on draft oh, I think... you think you'd like it better on draft I just I think if I saw it somewhere Maybe not on draft, but you know what I mean. If I saw I it saw you'd get it? Yeah, I'd get it. Okay, cool. Buy a pour. I'd buy a Remember pour. when that was on the white the whiteboard? Yeah. Remember when Johnny said he's going to be really like critical this year? Just dropping I seven, seven, fives? That's incredible. That's great. I think that that's fairly It's a big up critical. transient. Oh, there you go. I uh, I really like it. I'm giving it an eight. 
I think as far as a six and a half percent hazy IPA, I could have several of these yeah. where there's not a lot of those out there that are double dry hop that I would want more because I just think that they're filling and the mouthfeel is a little overwhelming sometimes. I don't want to throw you under the bus at all. What's up? How many times have you gone out and ordered a six and a half percent hazy IPA multiple times in a row? At a bar? Sure. Not a lot. Yeah. I don't know if anyone does. You can only do like two, right? Before you switch to like a cocktail or Also, there's just Modelo. so much good stuff out there. Yeah. <laughs> now you're throwing me under the bus. I mean, or Coors wait, Light wait, or whatever. Wait till I bring a 12-pack of Modelo in here and I'm slamming Modelo's <laughs> with lines. Gone. And it's just gone. And you only had three of them. The podcast will be Garrett and John talking <laughs> because Michael just be getting Modelo's the whole time. He's <laughs> just him cut, cutting limes in the background. <laughs> so, to, just so everybody knows what Garrett's referencing, I went on vacation to Dallas, <laughs> drank a bunch of Modellos, and now it's my favorite light beer that I just drink when I'm having multiples. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, absolutely not. There's there, there's moments in everyone's life where you realize this is what I really really excited about. Like I didn't like Coors Light until I went to the brewery, and I was like, now Coors Light's my favorite beer. So like until I go to another place where that moment and the the surroundings and the beer strikes me, then it's going to be Coors Light until that happens. But I guarantee you it's going to change. I didn't see it coming. I just I just literally never thought I would drink Modelo, and now it's just so delicious I can't stop. It's like drinking tasty water. Don't tell Modelo that. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, at the pace that I'm drinking them and, yeah, yeah. and how good they are. It's like how Coors Lights was I, went for me when I was like 22 to 25. It yeah. just It just felt right, tasted so good. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with Coors Lights. Are you saying? No. I didn't say anything. No. I for me. Yeah, we're yes. going to edit that out. For me. <laughs> you never find love when you're looking for it, right? It's always when it just needs to sip on you. Awesome. Well, that, that's a nice little tangent uh, when it comes to beer. But hey, cheers to Transient. Let's, uh, cheers. Thanks, cheers. Thanks for making great beer, guys. And, did you uh, top yourself off or did you still on your first port? No, oh, I filled it up. Okay, good. Johnny, you want more? I got another can over here. Oh, no, it's okay. I'm good. Okay, cool. So good review from uh, for Hazy Like a Fox from Transient. 100%. Definitely looking out for more of their beers. Uh, go to the beer cellar. That's the only spot that I've seen them. I'm sure that they're available at Binnie's. They're big enough for that. Let me know when you're pouring it at social. I'm come on and grab one. Okay. We have a keg in the, the basement right now. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait till it goes on. Um, whiskey time. Johnny, you ready? I'm ready. Okay. What you got, bro? I'm very excited about this. I I, I love this brand. So... I know I say that a lot of times. Like, ooh, I'm really excited about this. But um, you gonna passionate blow, about? Are you gonna blow my buds out? Mm. Taste buds? I no. I literally, I literally had a whiskey lined up that was under 100 proof, just so we didn't have to have this conversation. And then I, I tried this, and I go, "Well, Johnny's gonna be mad at me about this, or he's gonna make fun of me. I don't care anymore." <laughs> so, so we've talked about the two o'clock deadline before. Did this was this before today? Or oh yeah, did you this already was have this two days ago. This was on, oh, this was on had, last Friday. You had this locked and loaded on Friday. Yeah. I love it. Um, so, uh, Malloy's liquor store, there's one on, in, on 38 in Glen Allen, and then there's one on Ogden Avenue in Naperville. It's owned by, uh, two brothers and they, their dad owned it before. And now they've kind of taken over and they, they've taken over for a while. Uh, one brother does a lot of the wine. He, uh, Steve, the guy who I've become really good friends with is in charge of all the spirits. Nice. And then they hire out each individual store has their own beer buyer. Very um, cool. Yeah, so it, it seems to run pretty well, and they're in direct competition with Binnie's. 
Yeah. I mean, well, they're the mom and pop shop, right? Yeah. They're like the bigger mom and pop shop, and they're very, very close to a Benny's. Both. Okay. So um, they're constantly competing with them. And I don't know why I bring that up, but the point is, like, um, the Steve is very, very smart on whiskey, and I appreciate his palate and I appreciate his knowledge. Nice. And there, he asks me questions and I ask him questions, and it's 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 actually becoming a really nice working relationship. Him and I are going to do a project uh, at the end of April. We're going to talk about that closer to the date. But they did a single barrel pick of Old Elk Weeded Bourbon. We've talked about Old Elk on the podcast before. We have. Um, so we're going to dive into this one first. Uh, we're going to talk about Greg Metz. Greg Metz was the master distiller of MGP. If, we haven't, if you don't know what MGP is, you should go back and listen to our podcast. He was original. Ma- he was one of the master distillers at um, MGP for a long, long time. He left there, opened up a new distillery in Colorado, and um, knew all the honey barrels. Honey barrels. I think we did an old elk like, just recently in this like most recent like episodes of podcasts anyway um so he's very smart about all the, where all the single barrels where all the barrels come from they this is one of the last um mgp is known for like four different mash bills he wanted to do more things with different kind of mash bills and a little more blending anyway so this is a single barrel weeded bourbon so most bourbon is made of corn rye and barley this is corn wheat and barley i have we're going to do a quick little nip of the regular old elk bourbon this is going to come in at 100 proof. This is just a little quick. Sounds like, like a sweet spot. Just like a... I don't think we've reviewed any tongue, old elk products. On, Jenny. We talked about Greg Metz. Tongue tingling. We've definitely talked about MGP, Greg Metz, but I don't think we ever had any old elk on the podcast. I think we talked about it like, oh, what are you sipping on? And one of those That's what like, it was. Oh, old elk. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. Okay. It was... Um, yeah, I think I might have been sipping on it. Yeah, we definitely didn't think, have it. I on think I was sipping on it. So this it. is oh, the first time, yeah. first time Old Elk is technically on the podcast as far as a review goes. Okay, well, I, I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. Should have fact checked that before this. No. Anyway, so this is what we're sure, we're gonna do a little quick quick little sip of the standard what you could buy at Benny's or you could buy uh, Malloy's. This is the weeded bourbon. This is the weeded bourbon. It comes at 100 proof. So oh, it smells good. It should be softer. It should be sweeter. Garrett, I like how Mike and I are, you know, sniffing, tasting. You literally just poured a one ounce pour in your glass. Three quarters ounce. And downed it. This (laughs) this jar is two ounces and there's like just under half. He did not taste it at all. But he's probably tasted it already, you know. This jar is two ounces and there's less than half still in there. I'm just saying. Yeah. So I yeah, I woofed it. Um there's probably a half ounce in each one of our glasses. So it's a little soft, Mm. a little sweet, but there's no way that's a hundred proof, right? It's so smooth, really smooth. John, Sw- on the sweeter I'm side. I'm looking at you for your little ah, I gas had Lu- strength. We palette. had Lou Malinati's pizza before this. I got, I'm getting a little heartburn. Oh, unbelievable! <laughs> you you got Captain and <laughs> Coke and Transient. Okay, so, I feel like the I'm, finish is like a medium on this. Yeah, I don't think like it, a, like an easy medium. I don't think that the standard weeded bourbon is anything to like, like call your friends about. Except for like some of the Wellers and at the I'm talking about, No, I'm talking about this old elk weeded bourbon. So I, I, I don't think I just, it is, yeah. I've introduced a lot of people to that at social who have gone out and bought bottles of it. Okay. So I'm not saying you need to call your friends, but in their line, if you put it up against their bourbon, their weeded whiskey, or even their rye, the, the weeded bourbon is what shines in that 
in that unless you're getting to the next level, I which agree. is the infinity. I think this is the best one. Okay, so I'm just I, I'm not you're the master when it comes no, to this no, stuff, no, no. but I'm just, say, I'm just saying for it's social. I've introduced some good people to that. So if you I think if you are looking for a weeded bourbon, yeah, and you can't find Weller, this is a good go to. This is the for a sixty dollar bottle. The downer is that it's three times as much as Weller Special Reserve. That's the downer. Yeah, but but but, it's, but but you know what's good. Where else are you gonna? What else? What other weeded bourbon are you gonna get besides Maker's Mark? They or Larceny? There's not a lot of great options out there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so, so this is handpicked by Malloy's finest wine and spirits. Johnny, you're gonna really like this. It's 113 proof. It's um, no, eight, no comment over there, Johnny, about the 113. Yeah, he just swallowed his tongue. <laughs> you can't talk. <laughs> I was just gonna say the third sip of this first one, I, I finally came around and, and it was good. So I'm, I'm looking forward. How did you have three sips in there? I just, I just did a little couple, 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 little. and then little Doritos. The cat's running over here now. Um, He's done playing with the kangaroo balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cats are funny. Okay. Uh, wait. Oh boy. Oh, I was coming for the sound effects. I was like ready. Oh, there it is. It's funny. Let's all get sound effects. That's good. Jesus. You don't tell me what's Jesus, good or not. That is good. I gave you an ounce and a half. Relax. I don't know what that was. That was not what a fart. Was that, that, that was not a fart. That was, that, the, that was the mic rubbing oh. up against something. I what? don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's got some squeaky cheeks. <sighs> All right. So what's the what's the stats on this again, G? Um, so it's MGP weeded bourbon, single aged, barrel, aged in Colorado. Uh, picked the the. The product was picked by Greg Metz, who then aged it in Colorado, and then um, this is a single barrel pick of that. Nice, cheers, dude. 113 proof. Cheers, Johnny. Cheers, boys. Man, I could tell you right off the the get on the nose on this, it's like so much more caramel than the last one. This is a yeah. The last one smelled like like cornbread to me, and it was really tasty. This one smells like. Um, like a sea salt car- caramel ice cream. Big time caramel. And even though it's like 13 more. Yeah. You don't get that. You don't get any of the heat, right? No. Yeah. I feel like. That's amazing. You could do side by side and there's the same amount of, uh, which we just did, of uh, like throat burn for from heat. That's delicious. Yeah. Who, who picked this out? Steve? Yeah. Steve. Let me ask you Great a Great job, dude. Let this me- this barrel is fantastic. So if both of them have the same sort of heat, yep. wouldn't you just be a little bit nicer to your liver and pick the 100? But I think this one has better flavor. Flavor, that's what it's all about. I, I think the flavor is better on this too. Yeah, like, and how much... So you got you got this bottle from Malloy's in Glen Ellen. Yeah, it, it's... Um, I got lucky that he brought a couple of bottles over to, to Glen Ellen because... I'm not saying I'm a lead or anything, but I went over there to hang out with him for a little bit, work on a little project, and he brought some bottles over, and I was able to buy some from him. This is um, exclusively at the Malloy's in Naperville on Ogden. Okay. It's available right now? Yep. How they, much? They got plenty. It's at 80 bucks. Oof. That's good. It's a little expensive 
for a bottle? I don't want. I don't want the way that I reacted to misrepresent how good this whiskey is. Oh no, I'm not taking that way. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I think that I was just surprised at the price, but the, it's super good. Super good. It's really good. I truly believe if you're getting cast strength of something that's not regularly regularly available, mm. like a weeded bourbon for eighty it's worth bucks, it, right? Yeah. What are we doing here? So that's kind of that's the same price that the Maker's Marks uh, barrel finishing stave. They're uh, pretty program. close. To that, that's yeah. what it's seventy nine ninety nine at Benny's. Right. So I would put that easily on par with that and this is and that's the way i have to think about things sometimes when i hear that first initial amount Mm -hmm. for bourbon because there's a lot of good bottles out there for less than that right and they're all going up in price they are and this this is really good and it's it's uh very very unique yeah upon more sips over here in the corner uh this definitely does have more flavor than what's the the flavor you're getting johnny i'm getting a lot of like toffee for some reason i'm getting that big time like big time toffee and uh raisin notes Mm. Raisin, really? Yeah. I need to eat some more raisins. Maybe a hint of raisin at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I. Th- it's for sure. It kind of like evolves as I'm drinking it. I get caramel out of the nose. I'm getting toffee at the beginning, and it like finishes as as like a dry. I'm getting like dark chocolate at the end. Raisin for me. I need. I need. My homework for the next week is to eat more raisins. I just, so drinking wine with Kate at home, a lot of the, the reds, little, like uh, the cab zins that we like, yeah, kind of have that raisin finish. And I liken that to that. And honestly, I that 20 acres Cabernet that, yeah. that we got at Social, if you smell that, it smells like bourbon. The next time you come yeah, by, it does. Like, dude, it totally does. Mm-hmm. So I just, most wines don't, though, unless it's Asian or bourbon cask of some sort right which i didn't see that on there but i smelled it today and i was like "Ooh, that smells fantastic but it smells like whiskey remember we did our first like uh sipping social podcast practice and we just recorded for three hours and got drunk or we had three bottles of wine that we (laughs) sampled and like two beers and a whiskey and we're like we could do this every time (laughs) (laughs) did we have any wine reviews that made the the early podcast we cut those out like right away we just knew we couldn't handle it they recorded for like four and a half hours and we did like did we talk teeth. about wine with Joe or when she came on or no? Uh, no, I don't think we ever really recorded. No, probably probably for the, the wine. best. Yeah, probably for the best. <laughs> I, just, I, thought, I thought it was funny. Yeah. All right. No, so, cool. Johnny, what are you doing with this bottle? Or rate it and what are you doing? Uh, so I'm gonna rate this kind of higher because I do feel like this does have really good flavor. And then for the heat compared to... I like doing the comparison because then you really realize... How elevated it is, How right? elevated it is yeah. and how great it is. That's the point. That's, and that's awesome. So I'm going to do um, an 8.75. Oh, jeez. Boom, love it. I'm definitely going to buy a bottle of this. Yeah? Yeah. I'm going to hold you to that. In two weeks, if you don't have one, I'm going to be gonna, disappointed. I'm going to support it and I'm going to buy it. That's impressive. You don't. You don't. You're not like a big like go out and buy a bottle of bourbon guy either. No, I mean you kind of like look around when you're out, but like yeah, yeah. You're not seeking anything out. No, that's 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 big ups to that. I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback Johnny. It's an eight point seven five for me. I'm buying a bottle. If they let me buy two, I'll probably buy two. Oh, they'll they'll sell you a case if you want it. I'll take it. I'm gonna. I we Johnny. Let's go out there and get a, a bottle in the next couple of days. Support those guys. They've they've supported us and yep. And why not? Right. I'm there with you, and they um, 
the the bottle that you got me uh, a few weeks ago or a month ago, the Starlight single barrel. Yeah. Pick that they uh, got was a big hit. Oh, the Christmas exchange, right? At our weekend uh, out at the lake house for Super Bowl weekend, everybody loved it. So nice. They're making some good picks over there, so let's support them. That bottle was really cool. good, right? Yeah, it was great. So good. It was really good. Yeah. I didn't, we took, I didn't we get actually to try took a picture. You're going to bring some home. We took a pic of it and put it on Instagram. <laughs> and uh, that was my first I, mistake. I should have bought. I two don't bottles. think they have any left of it. No, but I have. On. I have some left at my house. I'll, I'll bring you some. I would love to try. Yeah. It. Nice. So big, yeah. up, big ups to Stephen uh, Malloy for Malloy's yep. for picking out some good beers. And, and I'm partial to Old Elk too. I feel like when I got one of their bottles earlier, like maybe a couple of years ago, I don't know when it was, but uh, really enjoyed it. And uh, really like the uh, Elk, the unique Elk uh, bottle cap on it. It's kind of a cool. It thing. is cool. It looks like a um, cool package design. Yeah, like good a like a, like a horizontal slice out of a tree trunk. Yeah, yeah, like a coaster. Yeah. 100%. I, I just see a coaster. Like, put your drink right on it. Well, when you guys decide to do that, let me know. Let's all go together. Let's make sure Steve's there. Let's do a whole tasting together. Cool. Let's hang out for an hour. What I'm are you there. giving it? I'm giving I'm giving this a nine. I really like cool. wheat and, wheated bourbon. Yeah. Um, I think it's... I always talk about how my favorite mash bill is the the Buffalo Trace Eagle Rare Stag line. And, I, and I'm not going to argue against that. But it, when I'm going out, I'm looking for, like, a really fun wheated bourbon and uh, I think this this literally checks off every box I'm looking for. It really does. So it's got it's 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 strong, it's got full flavor, it's soft, uh, and and eighty bucks is a lot of money, but not really when you're talking about what we're talking about here. So uh, I give this a nine. I've bought a bottle. I'm going to buy another one. Well, and we all I'll, go. Then I'll probably buy a second one as a gift. And if I don't buy a second one, then I'll buy another store pick from them. Steve, we're coming for a case between the three of us. <laughs> we're coming. We're coming for the case. Awesome. I, dude, that is fantastic. I, the more I drink weeded bourbons, and I know I said this before, the more it's becoming one of my favorite, more favorite whiskeys to drink because you don't, you don't need to mix it with anything. It's just They're already soft already. Yeah, it's, it's ready to go. It's almost like an old-fashioned that's just there. Yeah, you know? ready-to-drink cocktail. Yeah. That's fantastic. All right, all right. On to the uh, customer of the week. All right. Hold what do we got on here? We got we got customizers. I got to stretch before this one. Garrett's doing uh, some Pilates over here. He's got to take his his headset off. Oh, he's actually stretching. Oh man, he's gonna he's gonna pull a hammy. Yeah. All right. So uh, now we're on to the customer of the week. Um, I'm stretched out. No big deal. <laughs> stretching it out. So we've talked about this at least twice on the podcast. People who are cognizant of coming into a bar, noticing how many seats are lined up in a row per what guests are already sitting there, right? So you got two people sitting here, and then there's three seats, and then there's two people sitting there. The guy, the solo guy that comes in and, and props up in between those two. Yeah, so there's an empty seat in between so both two tops or two guests. Both couples or whatever. Nobody's going to sit there. You know, he, he ponies up next to the guy awkwardly and says, hey, is anybody sitting here? Well, that guy is obviously cognizant. So this is kind of the opposite of that, Garrett. Yeah. Did you have an experience with this recently? Well, I've had experience with it a lot. Okay. Um, I didn't ever, I had it recently, um, this past Friday. Which triggered? Which triggered it. Yeah. I had it one time, and I never really actually thought about it when I was working at slower bars. Um, until, and then I had it, it hit me pretty hard when I started working at Barrel and Rye when we first opened, where like the restaurant's on a freaking three hour wait and the bar is slammed and I'm like negotiating people like waiting to standing and standing behind like here these people are about to leave come stand over here you're gonna get some seats we're like um cats attaching attacking my uh, my back and uh so like people were like two people would sit down and then like 
put their coats over two other seats at five o'clock. Yeah. The place is packed and like they'll be here any minute. Mm-hmm. And 45 minutes later, they're still not there. Yeah. And I'm like, I just lost out on $200 worth of sales that I could have possibly had in that for that for those coin seats. in your pocket. Yeah. And one time I got yelled at by the customer because I was being kind of a dick. Uh, like rolling my eyes saying that they're, they're, they're still coming, I promise. Um, and it wasn't, that was not a great scenario for me, but most recently, yeah, the people, there's, uh, uh, two people sitting in a chair at uh, seat, like one and two. So there's no one to their right. So then to their left, there is three open seats or five open seats. And then the rest of the bar is full. Um, one person sits down, puts his coat and like drags like his hat and gloves around the other spots. Meanwhile, people are just pouring in, right? Yeah. Like, like just looking for someone to sit down. And I'm like, I'll s- just, just sit here. I don't care. Like I, these people trying to save their seats. I don't care. And the guy's like fighting him off. Like, uh, like they're like with like a sword and like a, and a shield and <laughs> like get away from my chair. And, uh, and the entire time I'm not backing him up at all. And at one point he's like, can you just put waters down in front of these other seats? I'm like, well, how much longer are they there? Are they, are they parking the car or are they meeting you here in a half hour? He's like, well, I'm not sure when they're going to be here. I'm going to serve, I'm going to serve them. And when they're, when this guy gets here, we'll worry about that later. And I'll make sure that when the next couple of seats open up, we can either figure out where around you or we can move down to our spot of the bar. Nice. And, uh, and that just didn't register in this guy's head. Oh, for sure. He, he didn't like, like it. I was here first. Yeah. I go, they were not here first. You were, and that's why you have a chair. For your one chair. Yeah, you have, not it, you for have your chairs. chairs, and I'm happy to serve you as yeah. much as you want. Dude, it's the it's the age-old like bartender. You're trying to be professional, but you're also trying to make money because it's your livelihood. How do you broach the subject without being a dick, but also being like, hey, man, you're not really helping me out here. You're doing your own thing, um, and that's cool. Just not on a Friday night at 5 o'clock when the bar is flooding in. Um, so I had a, a pretty similar experience. Seriously, if, if I'm going to meet someone, if I'm going to meet you out at six o'clock and I show up at five fifty-five, and there's two open seats, I'm going to put my coat on the next chair and at six Oh three, if you're not there and someone else wants a chair, I'm giving it away. Yeah. And that's being cognizant of what's going on, right? Yeah. The, the guests who understand what's going on and that the, the bartender yeah. is trying to make some money. So Johnny wants to talk right hang now. On. So, socials. Is I think that's a little bit of a, a strong move. What? I agree with. I'll make my comment as a as a as a patron. Yeah, I want to hear it to try to meet halfway in this. Yeah, but go ahead, Mike. So socials being a split level restaurant, um, a gal comes in on a Friday night about five thirty. There's three seats at the end of the bar. The rest of the bar is full. She sits down in the middle seat, and I give her a glass of water. She orders a glass of wine, and I and I know this gal. I've known her for a long time. So I, this is one of the main. That's one of the main reasons why I would never say anything. Um, out of professionalism so she moves her jacket over to one seat next to her on her left she moves her glass of water over to the right to protect the seat on the right and i was like okay so her husband and somebody else is going to join them in a little bit probably 30 minutes later and that's not an exaggeration her husband showed up they go you know what can we get the the tab for the glass of wine we're going to go upstairs oh and i was just like oh man so on a Friday night, I've I've now watched at least a half a dozen people, which not is, is not a ton, walk by those seats, look at them, go upstairs, see that the upstairs was full, and leave. Come right? downstairs and then walk out the front door. Yeah, we're literally so letting money walk out like, the door. And that's 
dude, I'm busy enough. I got the full bar besides that. So I'm not trying to nickel and dime, but like she has no idea what she's doing. And I'm watching when he walk out the door. So as a general manager, I'm like, ah, but also as a bartender, I'm like, ah, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. like, like you literally just took a prime real estate for a half an hour to pay out a $9 glass of wine to go upstairs to spend a hundred dollars on a tab that I don't even see any money on, and good good for the bartender upstairs. Great, no, the the I think that's great for you. The more most important is that they're spending money in the restaurant, right? And that's great. They didn't leave, yeah. which could have been way worse. No, no, I'm talking about they, in general. Like you right. don't want them walking out the door, right? Right. So, but more I was importantly, just like, they walk past, they get by the seat, and they go upstairs, find a seat, whatever. Dang it, just just frustrating that that you get to watch all this happen, know it in the back of your head that that's. You know, a couple hundred dollars in sales on a Friday night. It's possible, Not right? in a half an hour. It's but possible. But I mean, like, if they're drinking some good whiskey or whatever. But um, <laughs> it's the first world problems working at a busy restaurant right, on a Johnny, Friday fight night. me on that. Johnny, what you got? Well, Re- I'm not, rebuttal. I, I, I'm not going to fight anything that you guys are saying, but just the, the small little comment you made, Gary, yeah. but I'll get, I'll get to that in a second. But uh, it's just one of these uh, another layers on top of everything else you guys have to do on a night, on a busy night, is to regulate seating. You guys don't want to do that, right? Of course so not. So there's definitely going to be people who are going to take advantage of that, and people are just going to be assholes and, like, you know, just do that yeah. and reserve multiple seats right. and then reserve the seats and then go sit somebody else, somewhere else and not even care. Yeah. Um, but then there are the people, like you said, if, if, if I'm meeting my wife there and I'm there at 5.55 and she gets there at 6.03, you, you said you would give the seat away. I feel like in that scenario, you wouldn't. You really wouldn't. In, that, it, in that scenario, you'd probably give it a little, like, a little leeway, all right, so maybe 15 I'll, I'll minutes. I'd probably give it 10 minutes. Like, yeah. if, if I knew that you were coming, and you're like, I'll be there at 6. But not even me. Like anybody no, okay, like, that's so meeting their you, wife. My, wife like, whatever, she, my map says I'll be there at 6. I'll be there at 6. And at 6.05, they're not there. And another couple comes in like, hey, can we sit here? Yeah. I'll give up my seat, and I'll let my wife sit down, and I'll stand behind her. So like, what's... what like? what is the happy medium here? Because like people arrive at different times, right? Like it's almost like if you, if it's just you and another person, there's like a 15 minute threshold. But if it's you and three other people or two other people, that's not going to happen. Don't I'm reserve not, seats. I, yeah. I'm, so people who are sitting down at a desk all day or working all day or sitting at, at home, like, yeah. what are you in a rush to get to the bar to sit down for? Why can't you just have a beer or two while standing? Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know there's definitely I mean? so, people that do do that, so right? So for me, they find I, one seat. I love when there's the only one. down and, I, and the rest I of the three that. guys stand around. I love that. When yeah. I go to the bar with, with Kate and it's packed and there's one seat, Kate, sit down. Let me I, just stand right so next to you. Or, and I stand all day and I'd rather two. stand. Dude, that's... So really what we're talking about is is just, which these people probably feed into every other customer story that we've had, is just people that are assholes out there and be cognizant <laughs> about your surroundings. So, so and just be just a good person. I wish up the customer of the week to I just wish be cognizant. I never even like brought up the point of like just be cognizant of being a good person because <laughs> I literally could just take everything we talk about and just be like, well, just, just be cognizant yeah, and be a good yeah, person. Just, every just week we situation. should just have like Just a, work at a restaurant for a little while and understand what's going on. No, I do, I do not believe that at all. I'm 100% against everyone working at a restaurant for six months. 100% no. Because that means everyone who's like, I was at a restaurant, I know how this works. People still do that. And they'll, and people, they'll, and they'll be like, no, a lot of people works. do that. They and they worked do, at a college bar for two months and got fired for not charging their friends. <laughs> they worked at a restaurant for... My wife works at a restaurant. I know how it is. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, my dad. My so dad. I, I, is get a that, big, I get that point yeah. of view, but but I I just feel like if you for six months you worked at a restaurant, 
you just wouldn't give as much shit as you do. I think that you, you wouldn't give the server as much junk as people give them. If that's if that's a rule, then you need to work at a restaurant for six months once every ten years. Like you need to refresh your course. Okay. Like you need to keep up on time. Continued education. Yeah, continue education. Con- you know what? The Burger Social is going to start a new program. Oh, continued that continued education for the consumer. Yeah. Continued patron. Once a week, once a week we're going to have education. a patron come in and serve. Oh, I think you should do like 10 of them at a time. <laughs> no. Yeah. Once a week. So then all everyone everyone who works here is like, oh, yeah, this is what it could be. I could have a bunch of idiots who work here with no idea what's going on. Like, there you go. So it now, works both now ways. I Everybody have, benefits. Or I could we're have something the here, actual boys. staff who knows what they're doing. We're on to something here. And then it becomes trial by error. It'd be like, uh, Zach, <laughs> that that customer that ran circles around you the other day, guess what? He's got your job. Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. gone. He's got an MBA. And the guy's like, well, I don't even want that job. No, nope, <laughs> yeah. you're hired. <laughs> <laughs> I have a job. Nope, you're coming uh, on. You're sure nope, Zach already got fired. So you thought you're, he did. You're coming on. I mean, you, I mean, you might be on, on to something there, but you're right. Like, I, th- I think... You, I don't think you have to go th- work at a restaurant to really feel. I, I think you just have to be a good person. Just yeah, like, work some level of customer service. Be, be, be cognizant of be what's cognizant going on. Be cognizant of what's going on. <laughs> yeah. like, just be nice and uh, and realize. And be good people. Be, just be good people. Or some sort of job where you deal with the public, right? It doesn't have to be yeah. in a restaurant. Some sort of customer service. Some sort of like uh, retail, be, be, customer service, or restaurant. Like work the checkout line at Target for a day. Or, retail. Yeah. Yeah. Or like it doesn't have to be restaurant. That's retail. Yeah, is that I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Something, something in line of you and someone wants to spend money at the store you're working at. Just dealing with people. It's awesome. My dad had worked at a restaurant in college, and he still thinks that he knows exactly how restaurants work. Exactly. That was in nineteen. He's not going to be happy with this, but like nineteen, like seventy-two. So I mean, so now that ago. he listens, right? Come on <laughs> yeah. down. Come on down to the Burger come Social on. on a Thursday night for a refresher course. Roger, we got a job for you in April <laughs> when you come back to Chicago. Bring your nine slip shoes. You'll be working. On the, you'll be working on the dish. I'll buy your shoes for you. T Money's going to show you how it works. Him and T Money are going to have a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. There, right. there are male servers now. Jenny, where are we at? Jenny, where are we? That's just not right. Where are we at on this podcast? What do we? We got to. We got to wrap it up. Wrap it up. Is it time to wrap it up? Let's wrap it up. All right, final thoughts. All right, uh, no, last first of all, segment. hang on. I want to get last segment. What's the last segment? Highs and lows. Oh yeah, we forgot about this. So highs and lows. We're, we're, we're gonna start a brand new segment. Brand new segment. Highs and lows of the podcast. It there, it's open to interpretation. Whatever you want. Who wants to go first, Johnny? I would see Johnny go first. I, honestly, like I've like I've le- really enjoyed this like final discussion around the customer story. I think that's like the the, the most fun we've had throughout the podcast we were currently that we are currently recording and i think we're all a little slurry because i think we've had a few <laughs> drinks here but um i almost want to like push this to the front of the podcast so like everybody listens to this segment because i thought it was good cool cool what's the low um oh we got to do a low yeah uh, do you, we can come back to you gary what's your yeah. high um my high is the the beer yeah, I really like that. I I feel guilty giving it a seven. No, that's and cool. I feel in that in drinking that beer makes me think about your bachelor party, and I had a great time. So that's that's completely my high. Um, the low is uh, talking shit about going moving to a restaurant in Nevada. Mm. Yeah, I feel bad about that. Okay, um, I think the high for me is <laughs> drinking the whiskey you brought. Oh, nice. Because I really like the the Weeda bourbon regular that they put out. Come mm-hmm. by the Burger Social and drink a delicious 13-ounce pour of the Weeda bourbon. Um, 13-ounce pour. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> $13, <laughs> one-and-a-half-ounce pour. Like Johnny said, we're slurring words over here. Uh, come by the Burger Social, 
thirteen dollar one and a half ounce pour. That's where it's at. But I, I that's the high for me is trying this. It's really tasty, and I can't wait to tell other people to look out for single barrel options of the weeded bourbon. Nice. I think the low for me is that we didn't drink this beer not sooner, but I think it just would have been better a couple of weeks ago when I bought it. Okay. And that's not that's not a knock on what we do. I just think that when I bought it, it was super fresh. All right. And then it so it's still good. Oh, I just geez. think it would have been better. I don't know. That's uh, that was kind of on the spot, Johnny. What's your low? Yeah, I think my low is either the three hundred two, realizing it's not just the south of the tracks in downtown Weed, but it's actually in Donata. Um, my other low would would have been um, two lows. Talking about the mask <laughs> mandate again, and 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 we were talking about like it finally being lifted, and then possibly having restaurants still mandating it, which is, in my opinion, complete crap. Who's going to mandate um, the the masks? I'm just saying, like individual restaurants, if they're someone could going to mandate, ma- if they're going to mandate, we bring that up? Someone, if, someone yeah, brought that up. We were talking about if 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 individual restaurants will still uh, want vax cards at the door, pretty much. Oh, so it's yeah. not mandated, but restaurants still could do that. I got you. Which I think is absolute trash. I don't. I, I don't think a lot of places. Are that's not do the that. podcast opinion. That's my opinion. Well, I don't think. I don't think a lot of places. I don't are think you're do wrong. That, though. Yeah, I, oh, and, I hope and not. You're allowed, you're allowed to have and I don't think opinion. people want to. The people that work these restaurants, they want people to come in and enjoy themselves. They don't I, just, I just don't. Th- I don't just regulate all. I don't that. see that happening. But yeah. we'll keep an eye out for that. We'll, we'll go downtown and we'll we'll let you guys know if spots are doing I want a that. Full report. And then my other You're low. Full would, report. My other well, three low. Lows. Third low. Three lows. My, my third low. This would be, podcast must be terrible for you tonight. Would be bringing that up again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so. One of the highs in my life recently is that, Garrett, a lot of customers have been bringing me samples of whiskey. Oh, sample season. Mm. I say, so sample season is social right now. Yeah. So I, I just want to give a couple shout-outs real quick. My guy, Angelo, that comes in on Thursday nights, brought me some Calumet 14-year, which I have a vial of. I'm going to bring that in. That guy's cool as shit. So that's cool. And then my guy, Curtis, uh, he's the one that gave me the, the Whistle Pig 10-year single barrel that we were drinking in my house. That's basically night. a 14-year-old? Yeah. Yeah. F- phenomenal. He brought me that whole bottle. So and big up to Curtis. I want to shout-out to the Stoners. Listening? No, he doesn't listen. Okay. No, Angelo listens, but nobody else does. The stoners that come in on Saturday afternoons, this guy brought me a 16-year journeyman. Yeah, Johnny has a bottle here. And I got a bottle at my house, too. So, which, which is just awesome that he's bringing me whiskey. That's so, the, uh, Australian, sh- the Australian blend whiskey that they yeah. have? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I just want to give a shout-out to the guys bringing us whiskey uh, over at Social. And also my guy, Tom Brayback, they brought me a single-barrel old uh, James E. Pepper uh, store pick. I'm going to bring that on for us to try sometime because we talked about what, that in the past. Yeah. Real quick, what do you think of the Calumet 14? I have it still at home. I'm going to bring it so okay. we can drink it together. Because you have... I have a 15 so we can compare. We can try them together, right? You have a 15? Awesome. Yeah. I think I have the same bottle as you. Nice. So I haven't tried the 16. Awesome. Well, thanks for bringing me some samples, guys. Uh, let's wrap it up. Keep we it got, up. Keep it up. Keep bringing us some booze. Uh, delicious, delicious beer and transient artisan ales. Uh, hazy like a fox. Available at... Beer Cellar in Glen Ellen. I'm sure there's some other places to get it. Definitely worth the $12.99 I paid for it. I'm assuming Beer Cellar in Geneva has it as well. Probably. Um, we got Old Elk's Weeded Bourbon Single Barrel Pick from Malloy's in Naperville. Naperville. Uh, that's where it's available. On Ogden, $80. Get over there. Support those guys. They support us. Uh, we're going around. over there to buy a case. Steve, we're coming for you. Steve, yeah, Steve. <laughs> we're, buy, we're buying a case. We're coming uh, over for that. That should be available for, prop, in, my, in my guess, it'll probably be around for another six weeks cool cool uh take care of your bartenders and your servers and uh be cognizant of the seats around you when you go into bars and uh everybody uh drink responsibly we uh we can't stress that more importantly uh that that that's a thing we want everybody to do including ourselves uh thanks for joining us and uh be good to each other guys 
We'll see you for the next next cocktail on episode 40. Cheers. 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 Later. First of all, we'd like to thank our listeners, our families, and our friends that support us. We could not do this without you. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Spotify. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Tell your friends about us if you like this podcast. Big thanks to our producer, Johnny, in the Underground Studio. Also, a shout-out to Johnny Perona in Davenport Ed. That's the rock and music you're hearing in the background. Thanks again, and we look forward to the next cocktail with you. Output in the monitor phones were turned down, so... Oh, okay. There it is. That seems l- much louder than yeah, what I'm a, used to. Yeah, that's louder. Do you like it louder <clears throat> or softer? I don't... I think I prefer it softer. I like, I like it a little bit softer than that. As long as... as, as, long as, as, the, as this is great right now. As long yeah. as the quality on the user side is good. I don't give a fuck about the users. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, like I thought it was more palatable to listen to my own voice. Let me play this back and see if we're good.